Hello and welcome to Camp Kaiju Monster Movie Reviews. We're your hosts, Vincent Hannum, Matt Levine, and we're talking about all our favorite monster movies, the good, the bad, and the downright campy, and asking if they stand the test of time. Kaiju, creature features, space invaders, the supernatural, and everything in between, all strange beasts welcome here. Camp Kaiju is sponsored by BanditsEmporium.com, where you can shop exclusive monster-inspired t-shirts with part of the proceeds supporting this show. BanditsEmporium.com. Hit the link in our bio. As they say, we sell shirts. Hey, as Camp Kaiju says, stay campy, everybody. I have eggnog. And Matt has a very festive sweater on. Yeah, it's my Hanukkah sweater. Okay, I was like, those are menorahs, aren't they? They are, yeah. There's a dreidel on here also. Star of David. I usually don't, like, align with my Jewish identity all that much, but for this Hanukkah sweater, I will do so. It's so great. You don't see enough Hanukkah sweaters. Yeah, it's true. Kelly got me this, and she also has a Hanukkah uh, sweatshirt that she wears way more often than I wear this, so she's better (laughs) at it than I am. I'm just wearing a Santa hat for everybody listening, so. <laughs> We're getting in the festive spirit. It's great. Yeah, so this is like a, this is a season three announcement. It is a season two celebration and a sort of a, <laughs> a fly by the seat of our pants holiday party as well. <laughs> it's the best kind of holiday party. I wouldn't have it any other way. So. Last time we saw Frank Olson, for all you Frankaholics. Frank, when was the last time you were on here? Uh, the last one I did was the Testament of Dr. Mabusa. I, <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't want to sound cliche, but that does seem like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, think it was, I think it was October, but yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was fairly recent. One of our most listened to episodes as well. Oh, really? Yeah, very popular one. Oh, which reminds me, we should do the Gamera Gong for our patrons. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to do it now? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Now is as good a time as any, I would say. (laughs) Frank, are you aware of this gong? I'm not. I I am a patron, though. But, (laughs) yeah. Well, thank you for your for your service. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Gamera Gong is a new bit that we've been doing the past couple episodes. It came okay. about organically, so you know it's cool. Uh, but we're, we're not trying to force anything here. <laughs> so for our patrons, uh, Frank, you will envision in front of you a giant gong, and you're gonna swing a mallet that I've given you. <laughs> Right. And you're going to hit the gong. So go ahead and wind her up and hit the old Gamera gong. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> nice. It's even better than I thought it would be. <laughs> Beautiful. So... So thank you, Frank. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Kelly. We we can't do it without your support. And everyone else out there listening, for only $5 a month, you get great bonus content. So you can check us out. Check us out there, wherever you listen to Camp Kaiju. Just check out the links in the bio. But uh, yeah, we are going to preview our first 12 episodes of the year. So that takes us through June. Right up until uh, G-Fest in July. And then after that, Matt and I thought, you know, it's probably not a good idea to like plan out that far in advance because I know my my tastes will certainly change. So, so that's the idea. We're just going to give you like the first six months, which will be the first 12 episodes or so. We might have some extras thrown in there. I know Shin Ultraman, when that's released, we'll want to make a special episode for that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, we'll talk about those episodes and our guest hosts for those. Before we get into that, do we want to play some trivia? Let's do it. Sure. Okay. What can we win 
if we get a question right? Well, I feel like only two people will be able to answer because the third person will probably know the answer, right? So, <laughs> okay, we'll 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 make a point system, and whoever gets the most points will say, "Great, you're the winner," and then we'll uh, come up with something after after we are done recording. Yeah, let's Not... see if we I can find a trivia question um, from one of the episodes that Frank guessed it on. Right, these are all related to Camp Kaiju season two which ran from January through December of 2022. Um, so I have a question about the movie Rodan, which was Frank's first episode for Camp Kaiju. So the first monster encountered in the movie, even before Rodan, is called a Meganeuron and is an ancient form of the larva of what insect? What would you call that? I guess like a... Like a centipede? Incorrect, I'm sorry. Mm. And it's not fair. I actually peeked at that first one, Matt. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we shared a Google Doc, so really it's, <laughs> there's only one person vying for these trivia questions right now. But I but I didn't look at any other ones, so okay. just, yeah, skip ahead. <laughs> cool. Well, I have a Shin Godzilla question, although this one is really difficult, I think, but we can see if anybody gets it. All right. So the plot of Shin Godzilla, Toho's third reboot of the Godzilla franchise, revolves around bureaucratic red tape and was partially inspired by what real-life event in Japan? Ooh. I don't know. Vincent, do you know it? Ooh, the Fukushima nuclear disaster. That is correct. It was a result of the earthquake and tsunami that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I feel Thanks. like I... Uh, sorry, yeah, either answer would have been acceptable. Either the earthquake and tsunami or the nuclear disaster, but they both kind of inspired that movie. That's all right. That's all right. We're not done yet. We're playing for 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 uh, for a comeback here. <laughs> for that coveted gong and maybe yours. Maybe we'll... Maybe... Well, you yeah, you go for it, Matt. Just, yeah. Oh, another question? Oh, yeah, maybe we could do like a best out of five or something. Okay. Um, sure. Well, this one's a little bit easier. Should we do The Testament of Dr. Mabusa, which Frank also guessed it on that episode? Yeah, sure. All right, so uh, the film by Fritz Long was banned by what notorious Nazi propaganda minister? Goebbels. Oh, he got that it. That is correct. Yeah. Nice job, Frank. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name fast enough. <laughs> Damn you, Goebbels. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's the eggnog. <laughs> okay, so tied at one. That is an all-time great historical name. A terrible human being, obviously, but great, <laughs> great last name, fanatical. <laughs> I feel like that last name kind of like conveys how terrible of a person he was. You know, nobody. Yeah. I'm, I might offend people named Goebbels here, but nobody with that name is going to be like a, a a great noble, upstanding person. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just alienated our german audience who are all named goebbels <laughs> yeah we're gonna be banned in germany now camp kajuo <laughs> um more more trivia yeah we we got a tie game here all right cool let's see here let's find a good one okay so this question is kind of about the return of Godzilla, but it's also about the original Godzilla from 1954. So the director of the return of Godzilla, Koji Hashimoto, was formerly the assistant of what filmmaker who directed the original Godzilla? Ishiro Honda. Nice job, Frank. That is correct. <laughs> too fast. Yeah, you're too slow on the uptake there, Vincent. All right, That's another on. episode of yours that I did listen to and and uh watch the movie for for the first time by the way return of Godzilla. Mm. i had never seen that one before what'd you think pretty pretty solid movie it starts out i will say it starts out very slow but once it gets to the uh the kaiju action in the the last half it's it's pretty great i and there's one shot uh in particular where godzilla is like uh wounded i can't remember if he's supposed to just be like wounded or, or maybe even just like tired or something but he's like uh crouched like on a building that he's sort of like smashed a chunk out of as, yeah. he's, as he's like laying down on it 
and yeah, I, I think the the like model work and just the look of Godzilla in that movie is super awesome. Agreed. Yep, model work was really just kind of a feast for the eyes type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. I think that was our first episode of 2022 way back in January. Um, it's a good one. And I think their attempt to kind of like, you know, return to the origins of like the Godzilla franchise and name and character after, you know, a lot of deviations throughout the 60s and 70s works pretty well for the most part. Yeah. Um, so Frank is up two to one. Is that right? Yep. Yes. All right. What do we got here? All right, maybe we'll do one more Godzilla question and then like deviate from the uh, from the classic kaiju after that. But um, so this question: What is the name of the titular or titular? I still don't know how you pronounce that word. I thought it was titular. Is that right? I've heard titular. Yeah, I thought titular. Okay. Also. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of the titular son of Godzilla? Who would later return in the films Destroy All Monsters and Godzilla Final Wars? Minya or Manila. Ah. Nice. That is correct. Yeah. Good job, Vincent. All right. Coming through. My boy Manila. The thriller <laughs> in Manila. <laughs> Not my favorite character in the Godzilla universe, but that's all right. <laughs> all right. 2-2. Two, two. Is it 2-2? Two, two? Yeah, I guess that is right, isn't it? So we're doing the first to five correct answers, is that right? Or just one more? I think it's the best of five, so one more. One more, okay. Gotta find a good one. Sudden death. Anyone went into the World Cup at all? I've tried to get into soccer, and I just can't do it. I, yeah, not so much. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, this is as exciting as the World Cup final. I digress. Matt, what do you got for us? All right, I think I have a good final question, which is about a movie that has already been talked about tonight. So this is about the movie Colossal, which I know Frank has seen as well. Uh, to what international city does the movie's protagonist, Gloria, travel at the end of the film in order to confront the monster manifested by Oscar? Seoul? That is correct. Seoul, South Korea. Seoul is like capital <laughs> nice job frank it was originally supposed to be set in japan and then toho got mad that the filmmakers started using godzilla the name and various images in their promotion of their movie without like getting the rights to it first so they had to move it from japan to south korea interesting fact okay i have some frank congratulations the prize is yours Gong, gong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is the prize. Just Vincent saying gong. That's all you win. <laughs> I'll uh, send you a recording of that <laughs> for you to keep. I have some trivia that uh, might be a little more difficult because it's just based on Camp Kaiju itself mm. and our past season. It's not much. So, first of all, I was looking up Cat People, 1982 one of our earlier episodes, I was trying to figure out some cool trivia for that. And I came across the on-screen body count of cat people. So our kill count. Now I'm going to give you three options. This is for both of you. The three movies, three, three movies, which of these three that we featured on season two had the highest body count. Hmm. Is it a cat people? 1982 B rubber from 2010 or C did I say did I say A B and C <laughs> I think we're on C right now okay I okay I wasn't sure if I said A cat people two rubber <laughs> C Frankenstein 1931 so which has the highest kill count cat people rubber or Frankenstein I'm going to guess Rubber. That's the one of the three that I haven't seen. There's not a ton of on-screen deaths in the other two that I remember. Yeah, right. I, I would agree, and I would say Rubber as well. Okay, you are both correct. Nice. Rubber has the most kills. Uh, for bonus points, we can play uh, Price is Right rules. How many kills, how many people are killed in Rubber? Eight. 
I will say, again, having not seen it, I'm going to say seven. (laughs) Ooh, so close. The answer is 37. So you're both very far off. (laughs) But (laughs) the margin of error was so close. (laughs) Wow. I remember some exploding heads in that movie, but I don't remember 37 of them or 36 or whatever. That's a lot more than I remember. It may have included the rampage that the tire goes on at the end. Oh, sure. And we do see a lot of corpses that, like, we don't actually watch them die, but we still see them on screen. That's true. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, Matt wins that one. Just for fun, uh, Cat People had eight kills, on-screen kills, and Frankenstein had five. Hmm. Yeah, those both sound about right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our second one, I have a total of three here. Our second one is... Okay, so 1967 was a good year for kaiju films of the Japanese tradition. We covered two of them on Camp Kaiju. Back-to-back, Son of Godzilla from Toho Studios and Gamera vs. Gauss from Daie. Which of these films, and I know, Matt, you don't like IMDb or Letterboxd, but for the sake of trivia, which of these movies has a higher average rating on imdb and this is for both of you yeah i'm gonna guess the gamera movie i'll say son of godzilla okay the answer is son of godzilla with a 5.2 out of 10 gamera versus gauss has a even 5 out of 10 hmm <laughs> I I mean I disagree with that assessment. I like Gamera versus Gauss more, and five is five out of ten is way too low in my opinion. Not that that's like a masterpiece, but it's way more fun than five <laughs> out of ten. I would say. Okay, let's um related to that, throw in an extra here on Letterboxd, which has the highest average rating: Son of Godzilla or Gamera versus Gauss? I'm gonna again say Gamera versus Gauss. I'm going to switch it up and say Gamera versus Gauss. You are both correct. Three out of five average rating versus Son of Godzilla's 2.6. So, you know, they're both neck and neck, but... (laughs) Letterboxd users clearly have better taste. That's the (laughs) takeaway. And that's uh, my my cool way to insert uh, Camp Kaiju's own Letterboxd. Okay, one more question. Which decade was featured the most on season two of Camp Kaiju, meaning movies we talked about were made in the 1990s, 80s, 70s, etc. Which decade now could be more than one. Which decade was featured the most? Hmm. Trying to go back through my head of all the, the ones I've listened to, the ones I know you guys have done. Yeah, that is that is tough. I'm going to say the 60s. Okay. I I guess just to give a different answer, I'll say the 80s. Okay, so our first question, Frank won. That was the um, kill count. No, Matt won that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Frank won the second one with the IMDb rating. So our third one's tiebreaker. This is I the... think Matt actually got the IMDb rating one too. Did he? <laughs> I think so. Th- yeah. Thank you for your out of here. <laughs> Sorry You're to make a host. Dressing, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt is kicking my ass. <laughs> Thank you for the honorable insertion there, Frank. <laughs> okay, well, all that to say is you are both correct. We featured four movies from the 1980s and four from the 1960s. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like oh. you, you guys did a, a pretty good variety because I was just th- thinking through my head, like, okay, this one's this one's 30s, this one's 50s, this one's 60s. So, yeah, there, there wasn't anything that really stood out to me as like, oh, it's obviously this decade, but yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. It makes me happy that we're um, focusing on a lot of different years. That's great. I agree. That wasn't necessarily by design. Um, I, in fact, I thought we it would be less varied, but I'll give you the rundown. So we had three films from this current decade, three from the 2010s, one from the 2000s, three from the 90s, 
four from the 1980s, one from the 1970s. Sorry, that should be two. Duel and Killdozer. Hmm. Four from the 1960s, two from the 1950s, one from the 40s, two from the 30s, zero from the 1920s. So we didn't cover any 20s silent films, but we did get one from the 1910s, which was our Frankenstein, our Edison Frankenstein. I threw that in there. Cool. I don't, I don't know if you have the list of what the movies are in front of you, but what were the ones from the current decade that you guys did? Luca. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you just did that one. Yeah. Prey. Mm. Oh, and... yeah. Ah, Jurassic World Dominion. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> one of these is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was trying to shut Jurassic World Dominion out of my memory. Forgot about that one. <laughs> you know, my brother so my brother is a big uh, is a big movie guy too, although his uh, opinions are, you know, sometimes like way different than mine and sometimes I'm really surprised by what he likes or doesn't like. And he recently texted me his uh, it was like a list of all the movies he's seen in theaters from this year, like ranked by how much he liked them. And Jurassic World Dominion was like his number three. And I was like, really? I, I haven't heard <laughs> like anything good about that movie. <laughs> but I, I haven't seen it myself, but he really liked it, apparently. <laughs> I would be interested to hear why. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, because I, like, you know, kidding aside, I don't, I don't malign anybody for liking a certain movie for whatever reason with that said <laughs> i'd really be like to i'd like to know why honestly yeah yeah i'll have to, I'll have to ask him about it i'll see him in a couple days on christmas so i'll have to make sure to bring it up <laughs> it's yeah like i it's not uh totally like um uh, worthless movie. I know that sounds pretty harsh. Like, there are some scenes that I liked. There's, like, an action sequence towards the middle that's honestly pretty good that, like, goes from, like, a dinosaur chase to, like, a car chase and then, like, a fight scene. And I was like, all right, this is kind of exciting. It's, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's some decent stuff in that movie. But overall, and, I did not like it very much. Right. And if you are a Jurassic Park slash world sort of aficionado, like, if you're a super fan, you're probably going to enjoy it just because it is in the series right um i feel that way about a lot of franchises that i love and i and i've just learned to take the good with the bad yeah um vincent uh sorry not to change the subject i didn't i didn't cut anybody off there did i no nope uh you mentioned that we talked about three movies from the 90s that reminded me can i can i talk about the movie that i expected to hate that i ended up liking way more than i expected to from this year Ooh, can I take a guess? Yeah, sure. Uh, I feel like it was more than one. But it's... Yeah. There's <laughs> there's one where that's especially true, where I thought it was going to be trash, and I ended up really oh, enjoying oh, it. Oh. I remember, I think, is it Power Rangers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, I was never a fan of the show, and I thought that movie was really going to suck, but it's like, <laughs> it's surprisingly really bright and colorful. Like, the opening skydiving scene is pretty cool. The The comedy is at least, like, intentionally very ridiculous. Um, yeah, I like that movie a lot more than I thought I would. Nice. Do you know which movie you brought that has really grown on me? When it, I watched it, and I wasn't as big a fan of it as you were, but in the almost year since, it's grown on me. The Cat People remake? That's right. Nice. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah, I, uh... I first saw it a long time ago, like more than 10 years ago, probably. So I wasn't sure how I'd feel on this rewatch. And uh, it's it's like a very messy movie. I think it has a lot of problems, but it's so fascinating and um, really good performances. I think it looks great. Good soundtrack. So, yeah, I, that's a, a flawed but really interesting movie. And, it, and it's continually come back in my conversations about film on this show with other people. It's come up a surprisingly large amount of times i'm just like oh maybe there's something about that so yeah yeah. I, I just recently watched that for the first time myself actually to, in order to i i mean i'd wanted to see it for a while anyway but it was largely in order to listen to your guys episode of it <laughs> and uh yeah in, interesting movie definitely not uh not nearly as good as the original uh as you guys pointed out and uh 
I know one of one of your talking points on that episode too was that the uh, the like scenes that are direct homages to the original seem way out of place because like otherwise the movie is like it totally it's one of those remakes that's really like doing its own thing and has its own spin on it mm-hmm. so the, the homages just seem really forced in uh which i agree with but but yeah there there are definitely some interesting points to that movie and uh it gets uh i surprisingly kind of like intensely perverted at, at some points too like um you know i don't know how much you want to get into it on a, like a family-friendly show but uh <laughs> but you know toward the end where he's like strapping her down uh so that he can have sex with her without getting mauled basically when she turns into a, into oh, a yeah. cat like that's uh that's you know pretty wild so <laughs> interesting yeah. interesting stuff yeah, I mean, like, not to mention the sort of, like, brother-sister incest stuff between Malcolm McDowell and Nastasia Kinski towards the beginning, so definitely mm-hmm. some pretty twisted stuff in that movie. Yeah. And I do, I like, I admire, you know, to, to your point, Frank, I, I admire a remake that is really trying to do its own thing and clearly has, like, its own, like, you know, like, thematic approach. Like, it's using the original as, like, a springboard, but, like, it's really trying to sort of, like uh deviate from that as much as possible and i kind of admire that talking a little bit about uh you know those old uh val luton jacques turner movies uh, i thought one of the best episodes maybe the best episode you guys did that i've heard is the uh um i walked with a zombie episode i thought that was a really good i i love that movie and i thought that was a really good discussion of it and you guys have brought up even some i guess flaws in it that i hadn't seen myself too really interesting well done thank you thank you frank that was another movie that grew on me as well i watched a really fabulous bbc adaptation of jane eyre afterwards and i was like oh i could see the similarities with i walked with a zombie they're not like all there obviously but enough and so that just kind of like bringing in other um art just was like, oh, I now I appreciate I walked with a zombie just, just that much more. That's awesome. Yeah, I I really love that movie a lot. I know it's like a little messy, I guess, and like not all the different sort of like streams, I guess, that are going on in that movie really like coalesce all that much. But I think it's really fascinating, and I I hope at some point on Camp Kaiju we also talk about the Curse of the Cat People, the sort of unofficial sequel to Cat People, which is. Uh, doesn't really have anything to do with the original movie, but is another Val Luton produced RKO movie from the '40s. That's really, really fascinating, and um, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about with that one. So maybe someday that will be on the podcast as well. Yeah, that, that's a real like you know talk about taking the original and <laughs> just using it as a springboard to do something completely different. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one has that one almost seems like uh, you know somebody told. Uh, Val Luton, like, hey, we need to do another Cat People movie, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna do that, uh, I, I guess just so I can technically say that I did it, but it's going to be, like, <laughs> not, not anything remotely like the original at all, but, but still an interesting movie in its own right, so. I yeah. like the idea, we've kind of, two years running now, we've done a, um, a Jacques Tourner film each year, so we can, I like the idea of like coming back to his movies at least once a year. Yeah, I think somebody else actually directed that one though, didn't they? I think yeah. Curse of the Cat People was directed by somebody else, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I do love that idea. Uh, for around Halloween this year, I watched Curse of the Demon by Jacques Tourneur for the first time. That would be a great selection for Camp Kaiju, so maybe someday. Perfect. I also had an idea... <laughs> And we'll we'll get to our season three announcement soon here. Um, but I had an idea of maybe later in the year. I, 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 I like the idea of talking about movies that are known for being bad. Like maybe um, Plan 9 from Outer Space or Troll 2 with that famous infamous line. Um, even The Mummy, the Tom Cruise one. Hmm. 
So, like, I don't know. Like, maybe we can do, like, a Patreon drive where it's, like, if we get X amount of new patrons, we'll create the special series where we'll just really dive into the bad of of the genre. Troll Troll 2 was incredible. That's... uh... (laughs) That's one of the best, like, so bad it's good movies, for sure. Yeah, right. I totally agree. Yeah. On the flip side, you have the movie Leprechaun, which I thought I would really enjoy. And I, that is probably one of my least favorite movies ever. I really, 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 really despise Leprechaun so much. And if we do this series, I think we'll probably end up talking about it. So, sure. you know, if you want to listen to me talk about a movie that I really hate, um, please, uh, please become a patron of Camp Kaiju. I don't think I've ever seen the original. I have seen Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh my gosh. Is, uh... <laughs> That's the only one I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's not not very good. <laughs> Talk about something that's on Sci-Fi Channel back in the day or yeah. <laughs> like uh, Spike TV or something. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I f- yeah, I feel like some of the Leprechaun sequels might actually be kind of fun, like better than the original one, you know? But the original mm-hmm. is just like boring and horrible and insulting and <laughs> bad in every way. <laughs> all right well save it for the podcast yeah Matt. <laughs> sorry <laughs> getting ahead of myself okay without further ado we should announce our first 12 episodes of camp kaiju in 2023 our lineup starting off <laughs> in january and this is all subject to change right both the titles and the order of things i think uh, so, Matt, I'm just going to go down our list and say, you know, January, February, March, April, May, June. Cool. But, yeah, feel free to swap them around as we continue. Okay. Okay. So, first up in January. Very excited. We are going to go to the Toho Showa era. Not a Godzilla film, but Frankenstein Conquers the World. And that was directed by Ishiro Honda. We will also team up with local Twin Cities podcast, Frankenstein Minute. And these guys are really, their their podcast, they are dissecting and analyzing the original Frankenstein films minute by minute. The show has been running for years. They're like on minute, I don't know, 50 of Son of Frankenstein, which is the third in the series. Um, I'm currently working my way through the first Frankenstein, and it's just the deepest of deep dives. So I'd recommend that podcast, and they're going to come on Camp Kaiju and help us talk about the Japanese take on Frankenstein's monster. I I did not know that that movie existed. That sounds fascinating. Oh, yeah, and I haven't seen it yet myself. (laughs) Nor I. I'm very, very excited. But it's out there. Cool. Uh, then also in January, um, we have a Mexican horror movie called The Untamed. Uh, this is relatively recent from 2014, I believe, by the director Amat Escalante. Um, I'll just say three words, tentacled sex monster, uh, <laughs> which probably, you know, sounds very, um, very crude, very shocking. But I feel like there's a lot more going on in this movie than just like provocative sex and violence or whatever so i'm excited to talk about this one it's a very depressing movie though so be forewarned i guess this was one like two years ago well maybe a year and a half ago when matt and i were first discussing camp kaiju this was one of the first movies he wanted to bring to the podcast so we're finally doing it we're making it happen season three (laughs) (laughs) for better or worse like i feel like um I don't know. Like I, I was, a, I, I was a novice with like the Japanese kaiju movies and like the real classic Godzilla series. Of course, I had seen the original Godzilla and some other ones, but like mostly, I was like really a novice with that stuff. But like the stuff that I, I feel like I have seen more of is like kind of international horror and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. So I was excited to bring this to the podcast, and uh, I think it'll be a good conversation. Heck yeah! So we have a Japanese film, we have a Mexican film. Next up, we have. An American film from the 80s, the fourth in the legendary Jaws franchise. That's right. Jaws, The Revenge, one of those uh, movies infamous for low production budget casts who can't give two craps about being in the movie. 
just so much going on behind the scenes with such a storied franchise, right? And coming on to help us is local Twin Cities theater artist, writer, uh, Sam Landman. He is uh, one of the biggest geeks I know in all the best ways. So uh, he's going to come on and, and help us dissect that film a little bit more. That, that is one where I will listen to your episode, but I will not rewatch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that seems fair. <laughs> That's the one with Michael Caine, right? Yep. Yeah, and nice. the famous quote, Michael Caine himself, he, he's reported to have never seen the movie, but he's seen the house he bought with the paycheck. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe we can get him on the show. Who knows? We'll try. <laughs> but probably not. It'll be a good time. <laughs> um, so my my second selection for 2023, and Vincent, I'm going to change up the order a little bit because I, I feel like my first couple ones are very sort of like provocative and I, I kind of just want to like switch it up a little bit. Um, yeah. So my second selection for 2023 is Them, the classic oh. giant ant movie from 1954, which I have always wanted to see. Um, and that's all I know about it. Giant ants. Oh. So I'm very excited. Yeah, Frank, have you seen them? I have. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's definitely got its its moments, and it's pretty early in terms of being a giant monster movie. I mean, I guess it came out the same year as Godzilla, right? Fifty. Yeah, around there, early fifties. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's it's definitely worth seeing. It's got That's some so cool exciting. moments. I feel like the subgenre of like giant animals in particular insects uh among like american movies from like the 50s and 60s is like a subgenre that we haven't really gotten into all that much so i'm excited to uh you know explore those movies a little bit more same me too definitely uh a real favorite of mine within the kaiju genre the so noise that the ants make like there's there's a noise that they make where you can kind of hear them coming sometimes like before you see them, or maybe you don't even see them in a couple of scenes, but you just hear them, uh, is, is very eerie, I will say. Yeah, and I think it won an Oscar for effects, actually. If it didn't win, it was nominated. So it does have some some merit, like, you know, that, that type of uh, notoriety as well. Next up, we're going back to the Showa era, this time with Godzilla... Mothra versus Godzilla from 1964, the second in the Mothra franchise, as well as the fourth, I believe, in the Godzilla series. So also guest hosting on that one is our friend Ben Cook Feltz, local Twin Cities musician. Definitely check his stuff out on Spotify or wherever. Um, but he has some, some uh, really fun personal anecdotes with this film. And Ben will be doing... Right now, he's working on theme music for Camp Kaiju. So sometime in 2023, uh, you'll be hearing his tunes with the show. I really hope there are some gongs in the theme music that he is composing. <laughs> that's my only requirement. That's, that's the only note. <laughs> yeah. Or gong. <laughs> can, always, can always use more gong. That's what I say. You'd probably be okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we need more Mothra on the show. Uh, Matt, what what's next then with with that one? Um, well, you know, on that note, and like we'll we'll probably you know maybe change around the timing on this a little bit, but I'm also bringing Mothra to the podcast uh, from 1961. Um, I'm really excited. I feel like the main reason that I love Ghidorah the Three Headed Monster so much, a movie which I know Frank doesn't like all that much, but um not as much as i do anyway yeah uh but like yeah it's did you say it's fine frank yeah yeah um i mean i really enjoy that movie and my favorite scene is the mothra scene and like the the twin like the peanuts i think is the name of the singers who who play like mothra's fairies or whatever um just that entire scene is so bizarre to me and as soon as i saw that i was like i need to see more mothra movies as soon as possible so in addition to Mothra versus Godzilla, the original Mothra will be on the podcast as well. You, you get a lot of those fairies in a any movie that involves Mothra. The fairy, at least that I've seen, the fairies are pretty prominent. Yeah. And Matt, maybe we could just do like Mothra March or something. I love that. 
and, and play the play the the first one first, and then we could do Mothra versus Godzilla second. Yeah, that sounds good. Mothra March Madness. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it writes itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm very excited. And if there are, if there are more of those fairies, like if uh, if they feature prominently in those movies, that is music to my ears. I can't wait. Ah, all right. This is good. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, next. Godzilla versus King Ghidorah from 1991. So this is the Heisei era Godzilla. Guys, this is like one of my top five kaiju movies of all time. It's probably my favorite Godzilla movie. Came out the year I was born. It's got time travel. It's got Mecha King Ghidorah. It's got prehistoric Godzilla. There's like a flashback to like dinosaur times. It's a crazy movie, and I just want to talk about it so much. So that's what we're doing in April. What What is the style? I, I haven't seen that one, or really any, I guess, any Godzilla movies from that era, really. What, what is the, like, style of effects in that? Is it, like, CGI, or is it, uh, is it old school, or how do they It's do practical. It? It's more close. It's closely related to Return of Godzilla. Okay. Or Godzilla vs. Biollante, if you saw that one. Uh, so very very practical there are like in return there's like laser beam effects that you do get and that's some cgi i think but no still very practical and suitmation and and stuff like that cool well i look forward to watching that one ahead of when you guys talk about it yeah i'm excited too okay then uh then what's after that one um, all right, so I'm, I'm going to switch it up again a little bit. This is the provocative one that I wanted to save till later. So uh, we'll also be watching and talking about Flesh for Frankenstein, um, produced by Andy Warhol, directed by Paul Morrissey, sort of notorious for having a lot of graphic sex and nudity and gore and violence. Um, in other words, true to the Frankenstein character as Mary Shelley wrote him. Uh, I'm just kidding, but uh, I'm, I've always wanted to see this movie, and I'm really excited to to talk about it. I feel like it might be pretty sleazy and trashy, and maybe bad, but I think it'll be a fun conversation anyway. So I'm excited. Absolutely, that's gonna be something different for this family friendly pod. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I've seen the Andy Warhol Dracula movie, which I remember being pretty bad. I've not seen the Frankenstein one though. Yeah, I mean, I, I have also heard that they're pretty bad, but in kind of like a uniquely early 70s way where it's like, uh, you know, all, all taste goes out the window and it's just like really in your face sort of ugly, I guess, in a way is what I've heard about it. So maybe not the most pleasant watch, but it'll be a fun conversation. No, I mean, honestly, I can't wait. I I'm fascinated by the cultural history of Frankenstein. It's, you know, the character himself, the monster. So, like, I really want to get into those really avant-garde, off-the-wall adaptations, for sure. That's going to be great. And you guys are going to beat that minute-by-minute minute Frankenstein podcast to that one by, like, 20 years, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going for, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of curious if that movie is anything at all like Warhol's other movies that I've seen, and I kind of doubt that it is. Like, I feel like he's kind of just maybe a producer in name only, but, like, didn't have much of a creative influence on the movie. But in any case, I think his, you know, the fact that he was involved is interesting in itself. So we'll probably talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's great. Put on our art history caps. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, next from the 1950s we're featuring a lot of 50s so far which i'm okay with uh it came from beneath the sea which features a giant octopus that comes from the ocean i've never seen it but it is a film with special effects by ray harryhausen who is just one of the top tier monster movie talents in in film right so we haven't featured one of his movies yet properly like with matt and i it came from beneath the sea fits the bill i'm very excited to talk about it yeah it's it's kind of too bad that it's taken us uh this long to get to ray harryhausen but i'm i'm excited yeah yes. um yeah i can go to my next one uh which is kind of another out of left field choice perhaps 
Um, so we'll be talking about the movie Wolf, starring Jack Nicholson, directed by Mike Nichols. Uh, to be completely honest, I don't really know a lot about this movie. It's a werewolf movie, of course. Um, I think this is an interesting time for the werewolf subgenre. Like, The Howling came out in the late 80s, and I really love that movie. Uh, you have Bitter Moon, the Roman Polanski movie as well. Is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called, right? I don't know. A Roman Polanski movie is called Bitter Moon. It's not a not a werewolf movie, though. Oh, I might be thinking of something else. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. In any case, I, I think this movie sounds really interesting. Uh, decent director, you know, a very, very good cast. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it is. I'm kind of going into this one blind, so we'll see. Had you heard of this movie before? You just never yeah. seen it? Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, I, you know, I think it got pretty mixed reviews, but I, I think, um, I don't know, like the, the early 90s, I think, are kind of an interesting time for horror movies. And I'm excited to kind of just like revisit that time period in general, because uh, I was starting to kind of get into movies around then, but I was still too young to really know what was going on. So, um, yeah, aside from that, I don't really know too much about it. Cool. I never heard of it. And I am I love it when I. And when I hear about a movie with such talent that somehow, at least in my life, I've gone 31 years without hearing about it. Like, I love Mike Nichols, and I love Jack Nicholson, and I love the other talent involved, and I love werewolves, yet somehow (laughs) never heard of this movie. I feel like, um, <laughs> you know, despite the presence of all those things, maybe nobody remembers this movie because it's not very good. So that is right. definitely a possibility. But right, and it's a great study, and and you can have all the right pieces on paper. Yeah, but there's more to movie making than just that, right? Exactly, and I feel like that would be uh, an interesting conversation in itself. So obviously, I hope it's actually a good movie, but we'll see. Yeah, or at least you know, so bad it's good. And joining yeah. us with Wolf. At least at this point, uh, is Gary Dansu returning? Uh, he helped us talk about Jurassic World Dominion. You know, Gary always brings great insight. Great movie lover, aficionado. Uh, so that'll definitely be a good a good conversation with the three of us. Cool, can't wait. Okay, then rounding out our the the last of the first half of the year. Again, I have another fifties pick. The Blob, the original Blob from 1958. It glides, it squeaks. It there's a theme song to it. I can't remember right now. <laughs> we got six months. I'll, I'll 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 remember it by then. But uh, it's a classic of the monster movie genre of the science fifth, you know, 1950s science fiction. Steve McQueen, Technicolor. Yeah, I love the Blob. I'm excited to rewatch it. I, I the last time I saw the original The Blob and the remake, I liked the remake more. I think the 80s version is also really great, in my opinion, better than the original. But I have not seen the original in a very, very long time. So maybe I'll have a different opinion this time around. Well, they're both they're both I love them both for their own merits. Yeah. Yeah. Very different movies, yeah. Right. Cool. And then finally. Finally, uh, Frank will be joining us on this episode. I'm not totally sure if it'll be in June, Frank. We'll have to figure out the timing specifically. But um, but as we talked about before, Hayao Miyazaki's Porco Rosso from 1992. This, uh, you know, again, I'm uh, excited to, to get into Miyazaki and to get into animated movies a little bit more uh, in general. And the plot of this movie sounds really crazy to me i feel like if i remember right it's about like a fighter pilot who was turned into a pig at some point um yeah yeah he's like an italian world war one fighter pilot and i i don't even remember why he's turned into a pig or if it's even really explained (laughs) in the movie but yeah it's a very eccentric movie really cool animation um yeah and it was actually, uh, I, you know, we'll obviously get into it more when we get into it, but it has its origins as, like, um, originally it was supposed to be, like, in-flight entertainment for a, like, an airline, and then it was, you know, supposed to be a short movie, and it somehow spiraled off into being a full-length feature, so. That's awesome. I'm, I'm really excited that you're going to join us for that episode, Frank. Uh, what, so it probably was kind of a long time ago that you saw it, right? Like 10 years or so, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, about there. I 
Yeah, I want to say it was like 2011 or 2012. I know it was before he did his last movie, which was also an aviation movie that I'm blanking on the title of, but that one came out in 2013. So it was 2011 or 2012 when I watched all of his all of his movies. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm very excited to talk about that, and I feel like it'll be a good chance to talk about some other sort of monster-related Miyazaki movies, like Princess Mononoke, for example. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be fun. Yeah, good excuse to crash course on Miyazaki's films. Um, I'm a novice, so I I got a lot of homework to do, but it's good good research. Yeah. Yeah. What a lineup. I know, right? Yeah, you guys have a really great great lineup coming up. Like, everyone you mentioned, I'm like, oh, I'll definitely check that one out. So, Cool. That's yeah. good to hear. Thank you. I think, I think it's a good mix of, like, already established classics, some that may be on the fence, like maybe Wolf, you know, the jury's out, mm-hmm. and then some movies like Jaws the Revenge, which is like, no, that's not going to stand the test of time. But but it's a fascinating train wreck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and if if we get enough patrons, maybe we'll have an entire series about train wrecks. Uh, wow. not, not literal train wrecks, but... Uh, <laughs> That'd be a different take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, so I think we can... I think we can wrap, it, wrap this up, right? Everybody feeling good? feeling good yeah hopefully we'll have some more news about like live events and stuff like that later this year also right so everybody listening thank you so much stay tuned for that news and more you can follow us on camp kaiju movie reviews.com wherever you podcast obviously just search camp kaiju on instagram and just stay in the loop tell us hi what your favorite movies are what your least favorite movies are we just love talking about monster movies so um happy holidays to you all and have a happy new year. Thank you, you again for joining us, Frank. And yeah. uh, hope you have a good holiday and everybody listening as well. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And thank you all for hanging out. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend, leave a rating and review, and visit CampKaijuMovieReviews.com, Instagram, or even Patreon for more monster movie content. Links in our bio. We can't thank you enough. Camp Kaiju is recorded with your help in the Twin Cities with music by Terrence Jackson. Oh, and before I forget, Camp Kaiju is sponsored by BanditsEmporium.com, where you can shop exclusive monster-inspired t-shirts with part of those proceeds supporting this show. BanditsEmporium.com. Find the link in our bio. As they say, we sell shirts. And again, as Camp Kaiju says, thank you, friends. And until next time, stay campy.